0: Get ready. Get ready. Three, two, one, zero.
1: You are listening to the Fantasy Joe's podcast.
0: Fantasy Joe's
1: podcast.
2: Your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with
1: a focus on dynasty. And now, here are your hosts: Ryan Livergood, Trey Barrett, and Will Greenwood. Fantasy Joe's podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. We are the Fantasy Joes, everybody, and Will Greenwood is back. Will, how are you?
2: I am great, and it is such a pleasure to be back on the podcast with you fellas. Feeling healthy, feeling fresh, and ready to to drop some obscure knowledge on you guys.
1: Trey Barrett, what is up? Man, I'm doing fantastic. Ready to rock this show out tonight. I am uh, looking forward to the, the segments. Man, we got some great stuff coming tonight. Super excited.
0: And I've got some exciting news, guys. We can confirm... Carlos Hyde's Hyde's age finally Carlos Hyde Mr. Carlos Hyde gentlemen according to Mike Anarella of the Cleveland Browns Carlos Hyde was born on September 20th 1990 so he will turn 28 years old early on in this 2018 NFL season how do you feel about that well you've been dying to know for weeks five six seven weeks and now we know how old Carlos Hyde is how do you feel
2: uh, at first I was ecstatic to get some official confirmation about Carlos Hyde's age. Uh, and we'll dive into that. The sadness in me was that now I have to be more heavily involved in Twitter, which confuses it, it confuses and scares me, <laughs> but we'll, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> it doesn't really, but I just don't know what uh, it, it's just new. But for Carlos Hyde, I think this is huge for his, his. so you look on any website, like, like player profiler, people who are looking at age trajectories and the way their bell curves work as a running back in the NFL And I think that's actually a really big deal that Carlos Hyde is a year older than what most places have him. Uh, I think most sites, when they list Carlos Hyde's dynasty age, it says 26 right now, Uh, or 26 and a half, or something around there. And he's actually a year older, which makes him an even older rookie, which could play into a little bit later, just saying.
0: Yeah, and I have to say, I really appreciate the Cleveland Browns organization getting back to us, because I emailed them, because I realized, okay, I need to get on this. I'm just going to go directly to the source. I bet they can tell me. And guys, I emailed him at like midnight the next morning at 5:30. Uh Mike must work really hard for the Cleveland Browns because he emailed me immediately with with age. So we really appreciate that. So so Mike if you're listening, much appreciated. Just another reason to add to the list tray of why the Cleveland Browns are your new favorite team, right?
1: They are my new favorite team. I'll be honest with you guys. The other day I was doing a little perusing of the internet looking for a Tyrod Taylor Uh, Cleveland Brown jersey so (laughs) I love it
0: Um,
2: Sold out because they didn't make them
0: Speaking of age guys Are you ready for everyone's Favorite pre-2018 NFL Draft game show That's right it's Am I older than Calvin Ridley And ladies and gentlemen The host of the show The one and only Will Greenwood
2: Thank you that beautiful introduction so this is a little game because I was curious because uh Ridley is getting hated on for his age and I think there's some interest into why he is so old but it just got me thinking like how old are other players and can my uh co-host here guess them correctly whether or not they are older or younger than Calvin Ridley so if you haven't heard yet and you probably haven't heard the exact date but Calvin Ridley was born December 20th 1994 so he's already 23 and he'll be 24 halfway through next season. Uh, but the the birthday is important because we're going by specific dates here. We're not going to we're not going to half, you know, uh, half effort our way through this. So the first one I wanted to go after, the first one I to go after another very high end prospect. That everybody's, the hype train has actually died down a little bit after the combine, but guys, is this person older or younger than Calvin Ridley and his name is Sony Michelle.
1: I'll start us off. First of all, shout out to Jay Mike Sony Michelle, this is a guy that is younger than Calvin Ridley.
0: Yeah, this is an easy one. He's just, he's just warming us up. Definitely younger than Calvin Ridley.
2: How old is Sony Michelle? You guys both got it right.
1: 21.
2: Yeah, 21 and a half. Sony Michelle is 23. He's born February 17th, 1995. He is just under two months older than, than Calvin Ridley. Ooh, that was close. Oh, my goodness. So the fact that you guys didn't even know that that he's a twenty three year old prospect coming out. Whew, whew. It's uh you know, you got the question, right? So I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But I, I do think Sony Michelle's age is interesting, but he has a, a life story that kind of goes behind it. And we've talked about that earlier on the podcast. So no, no, not too big of concerns, but uh he is basically Carl Hyde's age coming to the NFL. So maybe somebody'll forget his birthday and he'll be twenty-three for a couple years. <laughs> Next up on the most enthralling segment ever on the Fantasy Joes, Corey Davis. I think you're
0: trying to trick us here. I, I think Corey Davis is. No, he's still younger. Corey Davis is younger.
1: Yeah, I am going to go with uh, younger as well.
2: Interesting. Interesting. Another correct answer from both shows. Corey Davis w- was born January 11th, 1995. So, again, he is less than a month uh, younger. Calvin Ridley but still interesting still interesting still interesting let's let's step up the I'm going to step up the, the the difficulty here because these seem to be too easy for you guys one of, one of the ones I was thinking about I think is very good is how about Deshaun Watson
0: I'm gonna go still younger I'm gonna keep riding that younger train
1: I, I think I'm actually gonna go o- over here I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that Deshaun Watson is older than Calvin Ridley
2: uh, Ryan riding the train getting me correct Trey get out of town
1: Yeah. (laughs)
2: Sean Watson was born September 14th, 1995. So he's still 22 and thus younger than Calvin Ridley.
0: That's ridiculous.
2: (laughs) Okay. Okay. Here's one. Here's one that's just really, really, really going to trip you up. Laquan Treadwell.
1: Hmm. Ryan's been going first on all these. So um, Laquan Treadwell is uh, man. I would have to guess that Laquan Treadwell is younger than Calvin Ridley.
0: I think if memory serves, yeah, I, I, yeah I, I'm, I'm also going to, I mean, I'm
2: just going to keep riding the younger train until I miss. So let's go younger. Oh, almost got you guys. Yes, he is younger. Uh, he was born June 14th, 1995. So he's not even 23 yet. He's actually like six months younger. Maybe bordering seven. Okay, coming up, Hunter Henry. Younger. I got to keep riding the Younger train. I mean, let's let's do it. You guys are both wrong. Get out of town. You're way (laughs) off. Hunter Henry was born December 7th, 1994. So he is 13 days older than Calvin Ridley. (laughs) I I think that was one of the favorite ones that I found. Uh, I have one. Jared Goff.
0: I think Younger. I I really feel that way. I'm not just guessing Younger just to to keep doing it. I I do think he's Younger.
1: I think I'm going to have to give myself a shot to tie this tie this uh, game show up and go older he's been in the league for two years but i think i might be uh wrong
2: uh jared goff born october 14th 1994 <laughs> so it puts him two months and six days older than calvin ridley uh,
1: all
0: right let's <laughs> do one. let's do one more let's 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 break the tie okay okay
2: i, I, I gotta go with uh let's go with Janu smith of the tennessee titans tight end it's gonna be close but uh, but i think younger
1: well, in an effort to, uh, I, I was actually thinking that Johnny was going to be older, so uh, this will help us break the tie. I'm saying Johnny Smith is older than the old man Ridley. <laughs> so
2: that Johnny Smith is younger. Yeah, Johnny, baby, and it's not Woo! close. So Johnny Smith, August 22nd, 1995. So he's like eight months younger. Uh, and part of this, part of just looking at this thing, and part of the fun of it is. Do you really remember how old people are once they're in the league and once they're on your team uh, and once they're started producing? Like, so I had like Jordan Howard on here who is 23 and he's older than, than Calvin Ridley, but only six weeks. Uh, Treat Cohen is 22 and younger. Uh, Piran is younger. There's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of youngers. Jameis Winston is January 6, 1994, so he's only like just just under a year older than Calvin Ridley. It's kind of when you we start looking at age in that way, it can kind of warp your opinion one way or the other. But it does. I, I don't know. I just want to bring to attention that necessarily when you're this young and your production is still rising, unless you come in and you're stunned, you're like a Michael Thomas, which which how many you know how often that happens once every other year, once a year at best. Uh, it, it may or may not matter. So don't don't hate on Calvin Ridley too much.
0: Yeah, I, I think I'm not sure what the consensus is. I know I feel this way. I think both of you do too. I, I think at least trade us with Calvin Ridley. I, I mean, I think that's a that's a knock against him to a certain extent. But, but I do think he's legitimately really, really good. And I feel that it's gone a little bit too far with this age thing. I think it's fun to do a game like this. And I, would I prefer him being 21 going into the league? Sure. But he's developed, watch the, watch the film guys. What lo, Like look at the tape and you don't, I don't think you have to be, uh, cause I'm certainly not. I don't think you have to be some NFL scout to watch the tape and see that this kid is special. And, and I do think he has a higher ceiling level than a lot of people say. So I like him. I like the fact that he's going to slide to you know. It seems like late in the first round, depending on a landing spot, right? So yeah, let's not let's not go get too carried away with this age thing. Uh, you, you know, would it be nicer if, if he was younger? Of course, it would be. But he still has a chance to be this elite NFL football player. I'll put myself out there and say that. It seems like crazy to say that now because because it's gone so far because
2: everyone's just trashing the guy so much. But well, I, think I also I also think his age is not looked into like you. The whole high school thing and him not being able to play part of the season because he was so old in high school, it doesn't mean he spent extra years in college. He's not like this fifth or sixth year senior that had like a medical redshirt year or had a graduate transfer or, you know, some sort of scenario like that. He's old because he started in college old. He literally could not go through college any faster than the NFL than what he did.
1: Yeah, and you know what it's reminiscent of? It's reminiscent of Cooper Cup last year, 23 years old, heading into draft season. Everybody was talking about how old he was. Well, now he's 24. And he also, as a rookie, put up 860 yards receiving and five touchdowns, and now is playing for arguably the best offense in the NFL. So, you know, I, I the Calvin Ridley's age very, means very very little to me, um, and so I think that he's a guy that I expect to produce early. And um, but it's it's very interesting because I think you're right. We we analyze and overanalyze these guys, and then they get in the league, and we, uh, you know. Kind of forget about their age. So,
2: I also think it's a benefit for him because it's less likely the Browns are going to take him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Browns are the new superpower of the AFC, my friend.
2: They'll have the best under twenty-one team ever.
0: Yeah. So, Ryan McDowell just tweeted the latest, you know, rookie ADP. So, in um, just normal one QB leagues, he's number nine, Calvin Ridley. And then in in two QB, he he basically tweeted out the first round today. Calvin Ridley isn't on the list, so now he's second round in uh, two QB leagues. Calvin Ridley which is which is really interesting so
2: yeah and actually I think losing Lane Kiffin hurt well I mean in the quarterback throwing it but Calvin Ridley's rookie year he I remember watching him he's phenomenal he was it was it was incredible you know you, you thought you were watching the next Amari Cooper when he played I didn't again that wasn't like looking at his age or anything at that time but he's he's still a an incredible athlete and pass catcher and his ball skills are incredible his instincts are incredible And so if he's a couple years older and he comes in the league with that, well then maybe that just gives him a faster chance to play. You don't have to sit through a a Laquan Treadwell scenario and he has better athleticism than Laquan Treadwell, but with a lot of receivers nowadays, we're coming, we're going back to that like norm after that 2014 class where everything's like, okay, let's relax. Uh, Wide receivers aren't that great coming out all the time. It's a rarity. I'm not playing my flag on Ridley and I I would doubt that I get him just because of the scenario in which I'd I'd take him in in rookie or rookie, rookie drafts, but Uh, I don't, I would never like yell at somebody for taking Calvin Ridley. Unless it was like first overall. I mean, like, yeah, I guess I would, I would raise my voice. Maybe not yell.
0: You down with ADP? Yeah, you know me. You down with ADP? No, no, not me. You down with ADP? Yeah, you know me. Who's down with ADP? ADP, Everybody. (laughs) Not the Twitter of me. (laughs) me. Uh, That was awesome. All right, Trey, Let, introduce this game. You down with ADP.
2: Wait, I didn't really watch. Did you guys close your eyes when you were singing?
1: Always. I, eyes
0: singing. I think I did. Always. Mm-hmm. I should have. It would have been better.
1: <laughs> so the segment, this is uh, – so the other day uh, we were kind of discussing the value of rookies. And so what I did is I put together a series of Twitter polls um, comparing – Uh, a a veteran even even though some of them hadn't been in the league very long um, with a rookie and so I was just very curious to find and and the the players in each poll are quite close to each other in uh, March ADP for DLF so the first poll we're going to talk about um, compares Jordan Howard Nick Chubb and Sonny Michelle those those three guys Uh, Jordan Howard is uh, ADP of 38. Nick Chubb is ADP of 41.5 and Sony Michelle ADP of 44.5. So the results came in um, not, not unsurprising, really. Uh, Jordan Howard was first in the poll, but just barely with 37%. Nick Chubb was a close second at 35% and Sony Michelle, was third at 28 percent uh what what did you guys think about this poll was it what you expected was it a little bit closer than you expected uh well what did, what did you think about this one
2: uh so I voted in this poll <laughs> and I voted for Nick Chubb and at, you know I I, I love Jordan, Jordan Howard it's hard to replace studs in the league and Jordan Howard has been quite the stud uh including having nearly 300 receiving yards his rookie year but uh after, I mean, I, and I hate to buy too much into a combine performance and what, what Nick Chubb did compared to what a lot of you hear. Again, like I've, I've seen film on him, but I'm not good enough to know whether or not he's a couple steps slower or steps slower than what his, he was as a freshman. But uh, I'm loving Nick Chubb and where he's going to land. And I don't know, maybe it's just the, the newness and the, you know, it's that, it's that brand new car type of feel and that he can get back. He obviously has some of that athleticism still in his body. And so, give, I, yeah, I was give me all the Nick Chubb I can get.
1: What about you, Ryan? What are, your, what are your thoughts about this poll? You know, I'm
0: actually surprised that Jordan Howard won only because I just kind of thought the rookie hype would have surpassed him. Uh, you know, I, so I thought maybe he'd finish a close third. I, I believe I voted for Jordan Howard as well, and that's probably mostly based on what we know now. I, I could see if there's a favorable landing spot for Chubb or, or Michelle that I could go that way. Uh, You know, if I had to predict in a year, and it may sound stupid doing this, um, or a couple of years down the road, I think Michelle might be the most valuable asset. Because I like what he brings to the table. I think he's more of a complete back. uh, The fact that he has that reception ability that Jordan Howard and Nick Chubb don't have. So I guess at the end of the day, if I'm taking out present value, I kind of like sending Michelle of all these guys. If I'm just trying to look into my crystal ball into the future. I don't know, um, you know, how long Jordan Howard will last in Chicago. I don't know that he fits the offensive scheme. We'll, we'll, We'll see. So that, that's kind of how I feel. And I, I just was surprised that the rookies didn't, didn't carry the day. I, get, I guess Chubb came really close, but but not quite.
1: Yeah, and I, I guess the thing that is the most interesting to me is that, you know, if you look at it just individually, Jordan Howard did win the poll. But if you compare the veteran to the rookie combined, um, you know, the, there, 63% of the respondents of this poll chose a rookie running back who's never had a carry in the NFL over a guy in Jordan Howard who has had 1,600 and 1,250 yards from scrimmage in his first two seasons in the NFL. Mind you, in a terrible offense under a head coach who is not exactly known for incredible offenses, enter the uh, much-discussed – and uh, I I know Ryan – Huge fan of the Chicago Bears. Um, it's Matt Nagy. Why am I having a brain fart? Is Matt Nagy right?
0: Yeah, Nagy, so, Nagy. Matt- everyone calls Nagy. him something different. What? Pick your poison.
1: So Matt Nagy comes in, who just last year was the offensive coordinator for a team that just so happened to have a rookie lead the NFL in rushing yardage. So I think that this is an incredible uh, sign that even before we know where the landing spots are, before we see where the draft capital is, you know, Kareem Hunt wasn't a guy that had an incredible amount of draft capital uh, going to Kansas city. And I think that Chicago is one of the up and coming offenses. And so I am kind of in the camp of, I believe in 60 days that Jordan Howard would likely be third in this poll. And I think that it represents an incredible opportunity by him. It's also interesting to me that, you know, Jordan Howard won the poll, Um, and his ADP is higher than the other two. But I'd be very curious where this poll is in two months. So I think there could be some opportunities. I've never been a huge Jordan Howard fan, and the point that he was going in ADP last year this time, I would have said that he was a sell. But now that he's dropped down to the beginning of the fourth round, and, and I anticipate we'll drop down even further once the NFL draft happens, uh, Jordan Howard is a guy that I really like this year, and he's a guy that I'm likely going to be trying to acquire on some of my dynasty teams.
0: Yeah, I guess people in this poll you make a good point, Trey combining the rookies 63 percent because I think they're they're pro, both pretty close. I, I think you ask 10 different dynasty owners you know who's their favorite running back between the two Georgia running backs and it might be 50, 50. Uh, you know some people have Michelle higher, some people have Chubb. So that is a good observation. And it's only going to, um, I think you're right. It's only going to increase. So you're right. And people, you know, we we're getting into the mindset now because we think what we, what do we want in our running backs? We want a complete running back, someone that can run the ball and, and catch, but we have to remember that there is a place for these, you know, if Jordan Howard is just a two day running back, there's a place for those guys in the league. And, um, we're going to more the, the committee running back, um, you know uh design so it's going to be running but there aren't going to be too many you know three down backs it's going to be guys that can run the first two downs and then your satellite backs on third down and uh, both both styles of backs have value including jordan howard
2: so uh, i looked up the bears offense in 2017 to just to see like their, their production because i've been trying to identify or just look at teams that are having a little bit of a regime change and how it affected the team and of course the rams of last year's is the hype train of the, like, the, the century as far as, like, coaching changes and what they can, how they can affect a team. But anyway, the Bears last year, so as, as a team between, uh, like, receiving and rushing, they had 26 total offensive touchdowns. That is that's, that's pretty, pretty low, like, really low. They had 13 passing touchdowns and 13 rushing touchdowns. So you're talking about Jordan Howard succeeding on offense, including his rookie year, but this last year, that wasn't good. So he outperformed, I mean, he, I mean, I know the Rams were even worse, but uh, on, on a bad offense, like Jordan Howard did better than Todd Gurley when Todd Gurley was on a bad offense, at least, you know, he had some, some uh, value to your team over the course of a year. And I think the Bears are one of the candidates to make a big change. Who knows if they will or won't, because it's really hard to tell how a player's going to develop and how the coaching staff's going to change it. There's no guarantees by any means or whether or not they're even going to like him. But 13 passing touchdowns, that's so low the Bears offense was anemic in passing. And so that's that's less red zones. That's less uh, opportunities. That's less pass interference in the end zone where Howard can plow it in. uh, He, I think he's going to have a bigger opportunity as long as he's the lead dog, even on first and second down. So I like him. I like him in 2018 or in 2018 quite a bit.
0: Yeah. And the offense that he was in in 2016 was, was better, but it wasn't, well, I guess it was dramatically better. I mean, (laughs) in context, when you talk about 13 passing touchdowns with uh, Jay Cutler leading the offense, but, Yeah, it was also a bad offense, and he performed well then as well. So, yeah, there's reason for optimism in Chicago and for Jordan Howard this year.
2: 13 passing touchdowns. So
0: gross. So, Trey, shall we move on to the next uh, ADP comparison on Twitter?
1: Yeah, let's do it. So the second poll that we're going to talk about compares two wide receivers and uh, one of these wide receivers is uh, got one year in the league and, and really had a, an incredible uh, section of the season last year where he splashed, and that's uh, Will Fuller. And we put Will Fuller up against Cortland Sutton, who uh, you know is a pretty pretty consensus like top three or four wide receiver in this year's rookie class. Um, and so Will Fuller is currently going as the fifty-first uh, player. Overall in ADP, immediately followed by Cortland Sutton, who is going 52nd in ADP. And uh, I, I, well, I won't comment. I, I'd like to get you guys' take. So in this poll, Cortland Sutton um, won by a uh, 62 to 38 percent margin. So um, we'll start with you on this one, Ryan. What, what what were your thoughts on on this poll?
0: I don't think I'm surprised because because Will Fuller has been getting – it seems like a lot of hate since last year. Uh, on this very podcast, listeners early on might remember I identified him as a guy that you could pick up and some leagues off the waiver wire that would have some value, and it, it turned out to be true. He's definitely risen in value, um, you, know, based, you know, compared to early 2017. Uh, you know, when I, when I um, look at Will Fuller, you know, what are his pros? Well, draft capital, draft 21st overall. He's got elite speed, uh, 4'3", 240. And, oh, yeah, Deshaun Watson is throwing in the ball. And and he's paired with the number one overall dynasty asset wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, which I think helps him because he gets opportunities by being in that offense with those two guys. Um, He's in his third year in the league, so his game's evolving. He'll be just 24 in April. Um, I think the cons – people always – I don't know if people still think about his baby hands. I mean, what is it, eight and a quarter inches? I mean, we're talking Akram Wadley small you know, when we're talking hands with, with, uh, Will Fuller. thank you. <laughs> so I don't know if people remember that, you know, and think about him, but I mean, he's not a perfect player, but just being in that offense, I, I I'd rather have Will Fuller now. And, 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 you know, Tim Torch talked about this when he was on our podcast, when he was on the Sonic Truth podcast with Matt Kelly, he talked about this as well. These wide receivers, they, 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 they they've been dropping in value. You, you, you know, like look at, um, Corey Davis, the guy that was taken at the 102 last year, you can get him for, I don't know what, the, the 104, 105, 106 now. So if I want Cortland Sutton, I like him. He's a project. It's going to take him a while. Give me Will Fuller now, and in a couple of years, if I want to grab Sutton, I'll grab him cheap. So I, I, I understand why Twitter did it. You know, higher upside, I think Cortland Sutton absolutely has it. You're going to have to wait for a while. I want the production now. I'll get Sutton later.
1: You know, one of the things that's kind of interesting to me about this this particular poll with Cortland Sutton, almost a a two to one favorite here. Um, And this is based on March ADP. In March ADP, Will Fuller is just one spot ahead of Cortland Sutton. If you go back one month in February, strangely, February ADP, Cortland Sutton was eight spots higher than Will Fuller in ADP. So in February, Cortland Sutton was uh, 47th overall and Will Fuller was 55th, overall so interestingly enough Cortland Sutton has fallen and will fuller has risen so you you normally as you near the NFL draft um, especially as as good as Cortland Sutton looked I think at the combine I, I just found it a little surprising that the ADP is moving up for for fuller and, and down for Sutton so be interesting to, to watch how landing spot for uh, Cortland Sutton and draft Capital Affect the ADP of these two players moving forward. If I had to choose one of these players, I would I would take Will Fuller.
2: I want to hear what Will has to say about these guys. So I, I was shocked a little bit how far lopsided it is because Will Fuller I feel like has been a more popular person in the dynasty community than I guess now that now that I realize more than I realize. Uh, and looking at so one, my first worry with Will Fuller is he hasn't played a full season yet, and he had he's his his 2017 season is insanely uh, atypical. It's an outlier. I mean, when you have 28 receptions and you have seven touchdowns, 25% of your catches are going for tutties. Like, that's pretty crazy to be able to, like, put up. And the most, the I think most of all that was with Deshaun Watson. Uh, I do like Will Fuller, and I think that offense is rising, and he fits it really well because Deshaun Watson can push the ball downfield, especially when he's out of the pocket. When you have a, a streaker like him running down, uh, it could be incredible – and I think right now, if I'm drafting, I'm going to take him, him like before court Sutton, but if, so, if, you know, if, if somebody were to take court Sutton over him, I don't really have a big issue with it. You know, why not, why not reach for the upside, uh, compared to a boom bust wide receiver two on your team? I don't think, I don't think Will Fuller is ever going to be more than that. He's going to be a, a Deshaun Jackson. I'm not, I, I don't think I'd risk saying Deshaun Jackson plus because Deshaun Jackson had better ball skills. So, uh, I think that's kind of his position in the league. And so. If I think Cortland Sutton, if I believe in Cortland Sutton, I believe he can be the alpha on a team I'd take him.
0: Yeah, I, and I agree. I mean, I, if, if you like Cortland Sutton over Will Fuller, it's not like I, I'm angry at you or anything like that. Uh, and it does depend on team needs. And, and landing spot will determine a lot of these things. Obviously, we're talking about this pre, pre-draft pre because that's what we do. We we want to talk about these guys um, <laughs> way too early. Um, You know, if Green Bay drafts Cortland Sutton, I'm, I'm real interested all of a sudden, and, and I'd probably take him over Will Fuller. Um, so Nick Whalen had this interesting tweet, friend of the show, Nick Whalen. Um, he, in this tweet, this was March 17th, Fuller averaged 20.95 fantasy points in PBR, PPR, uh, with Watson at QB last year. That pace for 16 games equals wide receiver one last year. We all know that pace is impossible, but if he gets 75% of that pace, wide receiver eight last year, he gets 60% of that wide receiver 17. He gets 50% of that pace wide receiver 32 last year. And I know you can't do that. I mean that that's uh, that's a good way to to not be successful in your leagues to look at what's happened in the past and assume the exact same things gonna happen next year because guess what it doesn't. But I do think that was interesting, and I think that just illustrates that sometimes when Fuller gets this hate, but we know he's not gonna be as productive as us for that stretch last year. But still, I mean, if if he's half of that. In wide receiver 32, that that's not too shabby. Because I don't think you're having Will Fuller on your team and, you're, and he's your wide receiver too. I think if he's on your team, he's like a flex guy for you, right? Boom, best guy. You want to pair him with someone consistent. So, yeah, I, I do like wolf Fuller. Um, but but I, I'm intrigued with Sutton too.
2: Yeah, and, so, and speaking of the, the Packers really quick, is they were a team that I, I looked up just to, to see – because I think right now you should be trying to snatch up as many Packers, receivers, and assets that you think are going to be viable as you possibly can. Jeronimo so, Allison. If you think he's going to be a starter, go out and get him. If, if you think they're going to draft a wide receiver and somebody goes to the Packers, make any move you can to go get that guy. Trade for Devontae Adams. Go get these guys. And one of the key things for me, at least, was, so in 2017, uh, Green Bay had 25 passing touchdowns, and 16 of those were by Aaron Rodgers. And he—I don't know if you guys remember—he didn't play a lot of games, <laughs> like barely, like barely at all. Uh, in 2016, they had 40 passing touchdowns. So, the whole time, uh, what's his name was uh, the—I'm on Aaron Rodgers' backup. Oh, Brett Hundley. Yeah, Brett Hundley it's, was in it's there. Easy, it's, it's easy to touchdown. forget. Well, don't worry. Well, it, We're trying I mean, to forget. It's Deshaun Kaiser, right? <laughs> uh, no, but the whole time Hundley was in there, he threw nine passing touchdowns. And I just think the this team, like Aaron Rodgers, is going to throw a ton of touchdowns. In 2017, they had 25 passing and 13 rushing touchdowns. Uh, in 2016, they had 40 passing touchdowns and 11 rushing. Even though four of those were by Rodgers, but you're looking at a team with or without Aaron Rodgers. It's going to be a hundred point difference basically in what they're going to put up on the offensive end. And where does that go? That go? It's going to go to the receivers. It's going to go who Rodgers targets. And so this is probably be the the. One of the only opportunities you'll have in your dynasty life to buy low on Packers assets. Who smoking?
1: Woo! So, third Twitter poll, and this is not actually one that I posted. It's one that I discovered, but I found to be very interesting. And this was a Twitter poll uh, pitting kind of two. I feel like guys that have had some volatility um, in their uh, dynasty value in the past. 24 to 36 months, but but both guys that I think this offseason have had a little bit of a recharge in their dynasty value. And uh, Amari Cooper, head-to-head against Allen Robinson. So in this particular poll, it was, it was pretty close. Amari Cooper took 53% of the votes and Allen Robinson 47%. And for comparison's sake, it'll be interesting to see how this changes in April and May's ADP. But for March's ADP, Amari Cooper was the 15th player overall in ADP, and Allen Robinson was 25th. Now, most of this data was gathered probably before Allen Robinson signed with the with the Bears. But um, it, it just very interesting to me that uh, the, the poll was this close. Um, but yet, there's a separation by almost around round in ADP, and and it probably won't be quite that wide in April. What do you guys think about this poll? Who who are you taking between these two guys, and and what are your thoughts? Will you want to go first?
2: Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll go. Um, my thoughts is I'm, take, I'm taking Amari first here, uh, and basically, I can't really pinpoint as as to why. Without doing a little bit more research in it, but it is coming off the ACL. I do think Amari Cooper is better, like a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot better than he was last year, and and he's he's been successful the two years prior. Uh, with Allen Robinson, that's chasing some great upside, and I would have no issue. I actually wouldn't have any issues if you decided to go the other way. But at this moment, right now, I, I'm taking Coop.
0: Yeah, Trey. For me, it's it's so close. Uh, you know, I, I think that's why this poll was so close because these guys are are really close. So. You know, what's the difference for me? Uh, well, <laughs> it's my fandom, obviously, because I'm a Bears fan. I'm going to take A-Rob. Uh, I'm just trying to think of, to make the case for, for Cooper. Um, I, I do think that, that I, I do, like as much as I like Allen Robinson, and we talked about this last week on the show, what a perfect fit he is for that Bears offense and that scheme. Matt Harmon, you know, when he did his list of, of best landing spots, best match per team. Uh, you know, Alan Robinson was at the top of the list. So he's gonna get a lot of targets, a lot of opportunity. He's gonna be really good with the Bears. Th- that being said, I-, I look at you know what the options for Carr and in Oakland and Jordy Nelson, I-, I just I don't think Jordy's gonna do anything. Maybe they sign Eric Decker. I-, I just like the fact that Amari Cooper is clearly the easily the number one best target in that offense. And I think I think he's 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 gonna have a big year. I think I think this is the big breakout Cooper year that Cooper has have been waiting for. So um, probably my my heart says Alan Robinson, but I think my my head says Amari Cooper.
1: Yeah, I think I think with um, with Trey Burton being the number one target in that Chicago passing offense, that I would probably have to go Amari Cooper in this in this uh, poll too. No, in, in all seriousness, I, I think these are both guys that'll be. Um, highly valued this off season, and I think I would anticipate probably two, three months from now that they'll probably be within two or three spots of each other, right at the the beginning or middle of that second round. So I, I just thought it was was very interesting.
0: Yeah, give me both. If I'm in the startup and I'm on the clock,
2: I'm going to trade for the the guy that's picking after me. <laughs> and I like them both. Well, I mean, you gotta you gotta assume the Bears going to be better, right? At least a little bit, like.
1: No, oh, I Dodgers. think they're going to be a lot better. I think that Chicago has a a great potential to have significant improvement in offense this year.
2: Quick, quick quip on Trey Burton because one, I am so tired of him being compared to Zach Ertz because size wise and like profile wise, and they're very, very little alike except for they both played for the Eagles. Uh, and also that he gets put like and in, in the naggy's like uh, he's going to be in the Travis Kelsey role role. And the dynasty community literally like poos themselves over this kind of thing. And again, he's not the same kind of guy as Travis Kelsey. He's not, they're not the same player, but I love when you just say, I'm going to put this buzz, this, like this buzz player uh, and say that this other player is going to be like it. Everybody freaks out. It's, it's,
0: it's interesting. Are you trying to tell me, tell me that Dallas Goddard is not just like Travis Kelsey? Cause I've
2: heard those comparisons. Well, <laughs> he's not a clone. I think he I actually think he is. I think it's is he changed his last name. He's actually Dallas Kelsey, but he thought that was too Texan of a name, and he was getting drafted by Dallas, so he switched it up.
1: If uh, I may, I'm gonna go on record little little bit of a flag plant that uh, Trey Burton is a top ten tight end next year in full PPR. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna call that, and I f- I feel pretty comfortable calling that. I'm I'm pretty excited to see how Chicago uses him. And uh, I think having Allen Robinson there um, is going to really open some things up because I think Allen Robinson is a uh, very respectable weapon, especially as a number two receiving option.
0: And Taylor Gabriel and Tariq Cohen. There's going to be the, the offense is going to be wide open for Burton to have a big year. So, Will, you're kind of on an island because if you think about it, you've got a tight end named Trey that went to Ugh. Florida as a Florida Gator. He's playing for the Chicago Bears.
2: You're outnumbered, my friends. We love Trey Burke. Also, muscle, top ten tight end. That's not that hot takey. Like he has to beat out like Jack Doyle. oofta well, The guy's never, a, <laughs> guy's never been a guy's never been a. Uh, he's got to beat out Jack Doyle, who can who can make it down the field in in two tries.
1: Well, considering you, I mean, I don't, I don't never said it was like super hot takey, but the guy's never been a full time starter in the NFL, and he's going to a team that was a, uh, as you outlined earlier, a pretty terrible offense in the so I mean, it's not super hot takey but you know it's a I, I mean I love the guy I think he's I think he's gonna be fantastic there
2: I'm I I, I do I I should also like i be frank like I do really like Trey Burton I'm very interested to see what he's gonna do but Des Bryant had more catches last season than Trey Burton has in his career
0: well I think that wraps up our uh are you down with, with ADP guys you that with ADP? Yeah, you know the job. You with ADP? Yeah, you know the You with ADP? Yeah. You know done with
2: ADP? yeah you know. Who's that with ADP?
0: No, not anymore. Could help it. That's gonna be fun. When I edit that. Hmm. Fun it will be. Yes. Now let's move on to the love slash hate has gone too far, <laughs> and in this segment we identify a player that either the love on Dynasty Twitter has just gone way too far or the hate's gone way too far. It's just that simple, just like it sounds. So Trey, why don't you go first? Who is your love or hate? Who, who's gone too far?
1: So I just wanted to start by asking you guys, Randall Cobb, right? Um, and, you know, we'll kind of set the table for this beautifully earlier. Where would you guys guess not overall ADP, but positional ADP among wide receivers. Where do you think Randall Cobb is currently being drafted as of March ADP? Wide receiver, what? 48. All right.
0: Ryan? Yeah, I'll take the over. I mean, I'll, I know I did do more than the over. I think it's probably like 62 or something. I think he's way down on the list.
1: Yeah. You almost hit the nail on the head. 60. He is going as wide receiver 60. And uh, 135th player overall. And I understand that uh, Randall Cobb, it's, it's been a few years since he put up that, I think it was wide receiver eight season. Um, and, and and I don't think, you know, if, if you're drafting Randall Cobb looking to get a, a wide receiver one finish, I think you're, you're looking at the wrong spot, but for a guy right now that can be had for wide receiver, 60 prices, uh, the, Wide receiver two in Green Bay, the last three seasons, has averaged over 110 targets. And two of those three years, it's actually been over 120 targets. And now with Jordy Nelson moving on, Devontae Adams takes over as the unquestioned number one target in Green Bay. I do think that there's a possibility that the Packers will add a wide receiver in the NFL draft. But I don't necessarily think that that spells doom for Randall Cobb, especially at this ADP. I think that the worst that Randall Cobb has finished in his career is wide receiver 45, and then he had a wide receiver 35 finish, I believe, last season. So this is a guy who I fully believe is capable of finishing in the top 25 to 30 wide receivers. This isn't a, a guy that, you know, is going to carry you to a championship. But, I mean, at wide receiver 60 prices, Randall Cobb effectively can be had as a throw-in in deals and is a guy that I will be looking to acquire. Um, he, he has the ability to uh, put up double-digit touchdowns because, as we all know, there is no team in the league that loves to pass inside the 10 or inside the five-yard line uh, like the Green Bay Packers. So Randall Cobb is a guy that I think that the hate has gone way too far, And at his current ADP of wide receiver 60, I am buying all day long. I love it. I'm on
0: board. I think you're going to be competing with me. I'm going to be putting some offers in
2: tonight. I mean, I I love hate it. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you're trying to put the heat down. And so, no, mine is a love. The love has gone too far
0: on the rookie 101, Saquon Barkley. He was 108 in the latest ADP that Ryan McDowell tweeted out, I think, today or yesterday. So that would be um, you know, the, the the latest ADP, 108. He's going ahead of a guys like uh David Johnson. Um and, and you know, I, I don't mind that so much, but then you see some of these startups that are going on and Scott Fish tweets out, and we are here, just saw Saquon go one oh one in a dynasty startup that started this morning. A one oh one in a, a dynasty startup? I mean really you're taking him ahead of uh DeAndre Hopkins and Todd Gurley and um it's that's just, that's crazy to me. I, you know, I, I think we gotta, we gotta pump the brakes a little bit. And remember, I think he's going to be a very solid, you know, dynasty asset. He's going to be really good, but th- there's no guarantee that he's going to be Le'Veon Bell good. Okay. Um, John Ledger, who um, works for NDT scouting. He now writes for pro football weekly. He did this article that I think he took some heat for, called Evaluating the Beauty of Saquon Barkley's Game Without Ignoring Warts. And in this article, he talks about – we know what's great about him, right? You've seen him on tape, those explosive plays. Even if you don't follow college football, you've seen Saquon Barkley play, and he he looks unbelievable, right? You, you, you saw his athleticism at the Combine. He's huge, and he's fast, and he's He's unbelievable. Um, but in this article, Edger points out, and, and there's some videos. He links to some videos of, of Barclays games. Some things that we forget about. He he takes a lot of um, uh, runs for loss. He he's a big back, but he doesn't play like this big power back, right? He wants to move to the outside. His he has questionable vision on some plays. If you look at some of that college tape that he put up in some of those plays, um, he does make some questionable decisions. And so these are things that can be fixed. And there's no question he's a better receiver than some of the wide receivers that are get drafted in this draft. But he's not perfect, and we have to remember that. And I think he's clearly the rookie 101. I'm not saying that. Don't, don't, don't uh, at me and say you're, you're an idiot. You don't like Saquon Barkley because I love him. He's great. Um, but in a startup to take him like in the top five or six picks, that's crazy. I just think that's insane. I think that the love has gone way too far on Saquon Barkley.
2: I think actually some, during some of those vision plays, Quan uh, got bored of college and so he closed his eyes. It took the handoff, just took the hand off blind, and he he, he a, it didn't turn out so well for him. And I know the pin, yeah, people were
0: like, "Well, he had a bad offensive line. That Penn State offensive line was bad." But if you you watch some of those plays, there are holes in the offensive line that develop. That I mean, he, you know, it's it's so. I, I think he's he's probably a pretty good running back. He's an excellent receiving back. He's going to be great. He's going to be great, but he may not be this elite top five running back in the NFL. He could be, but there are no guarantees. So if you're if you've got the one hundred one, one hundred two, one hundred three, take someone that you know is elite, that is established. Why are you taking a risk? I, I I just don't understand. It's just the hype. People are excited about him. Maybe you're drafting in a league. You've got the one hundred one. You don't own him anyplace else, and you want to own him. and I get that, and that's probably what it is. But I don't know, man. It's 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 crazy. It's crazy to me. Uh, he's good. He's really good. Don't don't get me wrong, but I, th- I think the love has gone too far.
1: Listen, Saquon Barkley, this is a guy. All right? That's all. This is a guy.
2: <laughs> this is a guy that's going to do things. This is time. a
1: guy. This is a guy. This is a guy. That this I took at 106 in a mock uh, mock startup just uh, a few short weeks ago. And I'm really excited to see where he lands. Uh, this is a guy that I think is going to light the NFL on fire. And I, I think that uh, taking him sixth, seventh, eighth overall in um, in dynasty startups right now could look like a value in, in 12 months. Or it could look, uh, could look quite foolish.
2: This is a guy who has all the opportunity in front of him and could do things.
1: I can't wait yeah. to see where he's going to play. Finally, I think what we're three weeks away from the NFL draft and we're finally going to know where Saquon Barkley is going to play football in the NFL. I, I think that, uh, that, that's one of the, one of the biggest things I'm excited about, uh, as far as the NFL draft is concerned is where this guy's going to, where he's taking his talents.
2: We're in, we're in such a lull in between where the hottest news is where somebody says matter of factly that Des Bryant's going to get cut. <laughs> He's like, oh, I had a, had a pretty big, you know, I had, had a really busy day in Des Branski and Cook.
0: Where Where is Barkley going to go, guys? What have any way too early projections that we have no, you know, insider knowledge? I'm, I'm going to guess. I want to put my my money on Tampa Bay at this point. I think he's going to go to Tampa Bay.
1: And you just took that right away. I, that's exactly who I was going to, uh, going to <laughs> pick.
2: Oh, I'm going Browns. I, I just think that they're going to draft him. Seems like a Browns thing to do. Thanks
0: again for listening to another episode of The Fantasy Joes. You can contact us directly. We're Joes at Gmail or at FJoes on Twitter. Your feedback is always welcome. We want to know how we're doing and what you want from us. We come at you weekly with new episodes, so be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode and leave us a review. But as always, only if it's a positive one. You can find us all on Twitter, and I mean it. You can find us all on Twitter because Will is there now, at Joe underscore Will. Trey is Welcome at, to the party. Yes, Trey is at Trey Barrett, and I'm at Ritter Librarian. On behalf of Trey Barrett and Will Greenwood, I'm Ryan Livergood, and we are the Fantasy Joes! For,
2: for, for Fantasy Joes, for, for, for Fantasy Joes, for, for, for Fantasy, Joes. For, for Fantasy Joes!
1: It's the Fantasy Joes!
2: Ooh! Fun stat at the end of the episode, uh, according to pro football reference, Larry Fitzgerald's rookie year in 2014, he was listed as a RBC. Slash wide receiver. Ooh. Pretty strange. We don't don't want to fix that.
1: (laughs) So, just real quick, it might cut off that when I mentioned John Michael, you know, J Mike from the Dynasty Happy Hour. So, he posted something in one of the league chats that we're in together and he said, Man, I'm going to have to get my uh, shot glass ready and play the uh, this is a guy game next time I'm listening to a Fantasy Joe's episode. Because I guess maybe in the last episode, um i said this is a guy multiple times <laughs> uh, that, that's why i threw that in there i'm probably gonna drop it a couple more times in this episode because i already told him i already i just sent a message to the League Chat. i said uh john michael get your shot glass ready buddy
0: <laughs> is it for everybody uh, i'm gonna start doing it too yeah so this, <laughs> i don't
1: know i guess